It's National Signing Day across the college landscape, and Locked On has you covered with the latest signings for your favorite teams. I'm Jordan Black, and we've got big news for South Carolina as Nicholas Harbor has made his decision. Alongside recruiting expert John Garcia, we welcome in Andrew Lyon of Locked On Gamecocks. Andrew, you've had a busy day. Harbor making his decision, choosing South Carolina over Michigan, Oregon, the likes. Tell us about his decision, about your day, all the things. How did you guys land him? Jordan, this was an absolute roller coaster of a recruitment. It certainly was not clear cut with one team being the leader of the pack ahead of everybody else. It came all the way down to quite literally the final moments. It seems like this recruitment mainly came down to Oregon and South Carolina. The Gamecocks have had a long-standing relationship here with Nicholas Harper, with head coach Champion leading the charge alongside tight end coach Jody Wright and defensive ends coach Sterling Lucas, and even a Hall of Fame track coach and Curtis Fry being involved in this recruitment as well. But the Oregon Ducks, of course, got that official visit this past weekend. It seemed like there was a lot of momentum coming out of that weekend for Oregon. But as the last couple of days have progressed and we got closer and closer to signing day, it seems like that South Carolina's long-standing relationships was what was going to win the day here in this recruitment. Nicholas Harbour was arguably the biggest prospect remaining in the national landscape for national signing day. Big win for South Carolina in terms of their perception and potentially giving them a chance to expand their recruiting base. And it also continues all the momentum that they have gotten from late November this past football season, heading into the offseason for 2022. I love that it came down to the wire. That's like what makes signing day so special. John, bring you in for this. What does it mean for the national landscape that Harbor chose South Carolina and that he seemingly you know, dropped off from Oregon, a, a school that has done so well in uh, the recruiting landscape already? Yeah, this is a plant the flag moment for South Carolina. This is the arrival. This is the signal, whatever we want to call it, the spark to let folks know that South Carolina is is riding this momentum maybe longer than we thought. It wasn't just, hey, great wins at the end of the season. Recruiting has followed that up with huge wins in the transfer portal, just as big wins in high school recruiting, but none bigger than Nicholas Harbor. Not only did you grab an elite athlete from out of the region up in D.C., but like you said, you went out and you beat Oregon head-to-head. You beat Michigan head-to-head, Miami, Maryland, a bunch of teams that have had their sort of recruiting moment and recruiting run. South Carolina, for the long haul, was never like low in this recruitment. They were always near the top, uh, and obviously it was enough to win out there in the very end. So I think that South Carolina flag is planted. It's the one in Andrew's room and his shot there. It's that flag that's planted nationally. And, and South Carolina is going to feel like the ceiling is a bit higher. So we'll see if if that continues in the portal and in the class of 24. But even if it doesn't, this is one of the banner moments of the entire recruiting cycle nationally for Nicholas Harbor to pick the Gamecocks, regardless of his position, how good he is on track, on the track and field, tight end, DN, whatever it is, this was a huge win for Shane Beamer and company. And if you saw his reaction, I think he it was like it was like winning the Super Bowl. He's there was like a relief, like, oh, we did it. Because like Andrew said, this was a marathon, a war, all in the same back and forth, uh, even in the last 24 hours between Oregon and South Carolina in particular. And a lot of folks thought he was going to be a duck. So this is a huge day and moment for South Carolina. It's one of those that shows how much the perception of this South Carolina program is changing. Andrew, speak to the fact that this this program is on the rise and what other ways the Gamecocks 
football program is is kind of getting better and just just kind of showing its strength, if you will. Well, the Gamecocks are starting to do something that they used to be able to do when Steve Spurrier was roaming the sidelines here in Columbia. They're beginning to do the simple thing of recruiting, which is you got to lock down your own state, your own territory. And the Gamecocks have done that in this class, getting guys like Marky Anderson, Xavier McLeod, Lenora Sellers, Montague Rames, and Elijah Davis, all highly rated prospects at their position and all South Carolina natives. And if you look back at the Steve Spurrier area, if you look back at the Steve Spur era, that was how South Carolina really began to arrive on the national stage, landing guys like a Stephon Gilmore, like a Marcus Lattimore, like an Alshon Jeffrey, Jadavion Clowney, big names that went on to play in the NFL for around a decade or so for each of those guys. South Carolina's fan base and the program itself feels like that landing these local kids could help them get back to that same point now under Shane Beamer. We all know every coach will tell you to win. You have to win in the trenches. Um, how well is this class stocked up to do that? Tell us about um, what this class looks like up there. Both of you guys will start with Andrew. Right. Well, Shane Beamer and this coaching staff, they've gotten a good variety of skill sets on both the offensive and defensive line. You've got guys like Desmond Zulu, who is quite advanced in terms of his technique for his age at that edge rusher position. You've also got guys like Xavier McLeod on the interior defensive line who brings a lot of explosiveness and a lot of power up the middle, someone that can be quite the disruptor. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball, you got someone that's just completely real, well-rounded in Marquis Anderson. He's a good pass blocker, a good run blocker, and he brings a great mindset to the football field. And they got someone like Olawatch Simbabalade out of Maryland who brings great athleticism to the offensive tackle position, someone that could be a potential lockdown pass protector if he can develop his technique a little bit once he has officially arrived here in Columbia. So you look at that, it all starts in the trenches when it comes to the sport of football. You can have a great quarterback, you can have great playmakers on the edge, but if you don't have the players up front, you're not going to win big games, you're not going to win championships. Shane Beamer and this coaching staff recognizes that, and they're starting to change that starting in the 2023 class and moving on ahead to 2024. John, how well do you think this recruiting class is poised to win up front and kind of flex its muscles where it's most important? Yeah, as Andrew said, there's a really nice combination here. He, he went with the variance of talent. I'll go with the volume. Nine guys, if you include Harbor, are going to play at or near the line of scrimmage in this recruiting class. And it's not just guys who are two, three-year projects. You've got some, like like he mentioned, Babalade, Umeo Zulu, ready to go right now. And then there's some more high upside guys. I think Nicholas Harbor is probably the leader of that list, where if he polishes up, whether he's a tight end or a defensive end, it's going to be scary. And I think that's where you, you start to really see the, the great SEC classes form and begin to stack with one another. You have to have both these. You have to have the volume and the variance. And South Carolina checked both boxes in this class. Are there any areas that South Carolina missed in this recruiting class, John? I mean, naturally, when you look at a class for me, I'm like, what does it look like from a skill position standpoint beyond the trenches? You know, I thought quarterback was addressed later in the cycle. I, I thought they could have done more uh, from a volume perspective there. I know early on there were multiple targets. They did flip Lenora Sellers late in the game from Syracuse, who had a great senior season after an injury there um, as a junior but I'm looking for more skill position talent you know coming into South Carolina I like certain players they did pick up but I want you to pair them and create great position groups like for instance that running back Dentavius Braswell one of my favorite 
three down modern running back recruits. He runs incredibly well, comfortable catching the ball out of the backfield, but he's the sole running back in the class after you lose your leading rusher to the transfer portal last year. So just certain little nitpicky elements like that. But as Andrew said, you've got the national win and you've hit the trenches hard. So everything else is almost it almost has a feel of a bonus or icing on, on the cake type of feel, especially relative to the on-field product. But you got to put everything together if you're going to catch the Georgias of the world in the SEC East. Yeah, well, Andrew, as we know, it's an arms race in the SEC. Um, how do you think that this South Carolina class stacks up in the East and then in the SEC at large? I think South Carolina, Jordan, is beginning to position themselves well to become a potential perennial contender in the SEC East for years to come. Obviously, you know, as John mentioned, Georgia is still the cream of the crop in the SEC East. Everybody is chasing them as the top dogs in the division and all of college football. And the Tennessee Volunteers, they've had a great recruiting class themselves. And with that high-flying offense, you know, you're going to have to try to at least match that pace that they're building. And, you know, Billy Napier down at Florida, if he can get a few more things figured out, they've been recruiting at a very high level. So I would say that South Carolina right now, they're recruiting well enough to where they could at the minimum be competitive in the SEC East and defeat a couple teams that maybe in years past, maybe people across the country didn't expect them to defeat. But at the same time, Shane Beamer and this staff have made it pretty clear, starting with this cycle, they are not good enough, or that's not good enough. They want to be able to stack up wins against these kind of programs and be able to challenge Georgia eventually in the SEC East one day. And I think they're well on their way to doing that, starting with this 2023 recruiting class. I'll let you guys wrap up with grading this class for 2023. John, start with you. I'll go B plus uh, hit huge knees, hit that that national recruit on signing day uh, nearly per perfectly. And, and the 24 class is off to a great start. So I'll, I'll throw the plus in for uh, a bit of a look ahead simultaneously. But yeah, like Andrew said, it's it's tough to grade relative to Georgia, which had, you know, the number two or three class overall. Tennessee is in the top 10, Florida borderline top 10. So fourth in your division um, at best is not in the A range for me, but the finish and then the emphasis up front, I think uh, carves you a little bit of benefit of the doubt uh, for South Carolina. So I'll give it a B plus. Andrew, we'll let you close it out for us. Jordan, I'm going to go A minus because you look two years ago, South Carolina finished with one of the worst recruiting classes in SEC history, ranking around 80, if depending on which recruiting service website that you looked at. And then you, Fast forward now to 2023, they're hitting positions of need. They're getting guys in the trenches. They've got a potential quarterback of the future in Lenore Sellers. They have fended off a bunch of other historic programs, top-notch college football programs, to get some of these players on both sides of the ball. And I think when you take all of that into full context, I think that it's quite remarkable what Shane Beamer and the staff have done in such short time here at South Carolina. You pair that up with the on-field progress that they've made, there's no question that, you know, the ceiling could be even higher for this program in terms of recruiting on the gridiron in the next years to come. A lot to look forward to. Thank you both.